is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Is it a dark day in Pittsburgh today? Mm. It doesn't feel as dark as it should, right? Like compared to 2012 when they got the Super yes, Bowl. Yes, that was a very dark I day. was so upset. Oh my God. Was I went I to upset. Goodwill and bought a Steve Young San Francisco 49ers jersey just for that Super Bowl game. Yeah, but so, of course that was the rock and hard place game for the Steelers because it's do you want the Niners to tie your franchise it, but record I, I six didn't Super feel Bowls that way at all. or do you want the Ravens? I did to not. Win? I did not. I agree. I didn't care if the Niners tied us, mm-hmm. and now the Patriots have tied us anyway. Already, so, really so, cares. so I agree with you that I was I weighed those in my hand for a brief second, and then I said no, screw the Ravens, get them out of here. It doesn't feel as dark today with all. the Bengals advancing though, and I think it's a combination of two things. One. This is a very likable Bengals team. I mean, how do you hate Joe Burrow? Trust me, we're going to. Steelers Nation, yeah, I promise. Oh yeah. He's going to, you're going to hate this man soon. By this time next year, you're, you're probably. Already, pro- probably by by September of 2022. I'll do you're you one better. You fast forward to January 2022, and he's 4-0 in his last four games against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Then you're really going to hate that guy. But as of right now, I can see the likability. And it's also kind of the, oh, look how cute the Bengals are. Like, oh, that's so adorable With that you guys are doing this. With every playoff win, it's become more and more like who more, are these guys? Like, like it's not so you cute. Get, you get your first win like in you thirty the, years. You beat the Raiders. It's oh, that's adorable. And then you beat the Titans. It's like oh, good for you. And like it's you like beat, you shouldn't have beaten the Chiefs. <laughs> what the hell's going on right now? Like you shouldn't have beat them in the regular season when you were down by two touchdowns three different times. Do you remember that they were down fourteen to nothing, twenty-one to seven, then twenty-eight to fourteen, down by two touchdowns three different times, and still came back. To you know, win you have game. to wonder. Have the Chiefs stumbled upon a bogey team? Oh, my God. Has the Chiefs stumbled upon a, uh uh-oh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals might have our number. That's something to keep an eye on moving forward. They'll play play next year in the regular season, both finishing in first place. So that's that's something to keep an eye on. Is it kind of funny how we spent the entire span of last week saying, yes, that was the greatest weekend of football, but, oh, my God, that was probably the greatest postseason non-Super Bowl game we witnessed between the Chiefs and the Bills, the future of the NFL, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. And then Joe Burrow comes to Kansas City and beats Patrick Mahomes. After, like you said, going down in the hole 21 to 7, or 21 to 3. <laughs> it was the biggest 21 com- to 10, maybe. I think it was the biggest comeback on AFC Championship weekend that Joe Burrow pulled It's up off. there. It's the biggest comeback that anybody's pulled off against Patrick Mahomes, that's for sure. He was like 50 and 0 or something in games that he had that big. Oh, of my a lead God. Before. We got to talk about those, those first half, second half split stats for him. For Mahomes? Well, that's yeah. just the thing about Bengals being the bogey team, too, dude. It's the same exact thing that happened in the first game that they played. They light them up in the first half. They go into the locker room. They drop all these defensive adjustments. And then in the second half, the Chiefs can't do bupkis against them. The adjustments that the Bengals pull off against the Chiefs are insane. And as we're just kind of talking about this game globally right now, the job that the defensive backs did and the secondary did for the Bengals all of those sacks that Mahomes might have done his own part of running mm-hmm. into by being an idiot back there for a little too long, dude, Mahomes makes those scramble plays work so often because it's impossible to cover receivers for that long who are especially that good. The Bengals' defensive backs were running with Hill and Hardman and Pringle and Kelsey step for step for step. Mahomes had eight seconds before the pressure finally would start to get to him and they were all over them in the second half. The sacks, the four sacks that the Bengals got, they were all coverage sacks. 
That secondary was phenomenal. I mean, Tyreek Hill, I think, had— Lit him up in the first half. Eli Apple, you didn't hear from him in the second half. I think Tyreek Hill had not just two receptions. I believe he had two targets in the second half. They they just—they adjusted, and they did an amazing job of sticking with these guys, and it's— that's probably the hardest thing to do in football right now is to stick with the Chiefs wide receivers while Mahomes is scrambling, and they did it like it was their job. That one touchdown that Travis Kelsey that you just mentioned it took seven seconds for him to get rid of the ball. The longest time Patrick Mahomes has taken the throw of the ball on a touchdown pass in the postseason in his career. And you thought, oh, well, you know, he's so good at escaping and creating plays, and here he is escaping, creating plays better than he's ever done it. In the first half, you were up 21 to 10. And we'll get to this later. The, the, the decision at the end of the first. Well, that's half. what I was just going to go with here. The Chiefs were playing a perfect game of football. I don't blame them at all for going for it. I think it's a bad and play the, call. At the time, oh, it's yeah. Okay, how many times did we sit here after the the Steelers beat the, the Steelers beat the Chiefs? Yeah, right. As the Steelers lost to the wish. Chiefs in Week 16 or Week 15, and then lost them again. How many times have we talked about the little underhand swoop pass that the Chiefs run? To a 100%, 100% efficiency rate. I know that got a first down for them. Later on. But the fact that it didn't get him into the end zone when he did that. I'm talking, you know, are you talking about that? He did the shovel yeah, to it's Kelsey? Yeah, like, it's either like an underhand or like a shovel to Kelsey. <laughs> they, the fact that they tackled him before the end zone, that, that was the touchdown right there. And I knew it was coming, too. I knew it was coming. Why do you not make that play call on that, again, on that last play? Again, the second play? time again. No, on that on the final play of the instead of, the, of swinging it out the hill yeah. to the left, and that's what I mean. Like, why wouldn't you just go right back to the well? I would have just had Mahomes throw it into the end zone. Hell, I think I would have been comfortable with having Mahomes drop back scramble. and then scramble into the end zone. Yep. He's fast enough to get there when it's that short of a window to go. Um, big, big tackle by Eli Apple though on that oh play. Eli Apple was getting picked on early in that game. He made that mm-hmm. tackle to end the first half, and then I think that helped him carry that, a lot that, of momentum that's in set, the locker that's room because he was able to stay with Hill for the rest mm-hmm. of the game. He did have a bit of an oopsie moment because that's a pick six every single oh, day of the week at the end of God. the game. And he dropped it. He tweeted. Did you see he tweeted after the game? And he did. said, "I started running before I had the ball." My that's bad. So many people make uh, people make that mistake. And. That was one you would circle if they would have driven down the field and been like, that was it. But the very next play, amazing defense to bat the ball away from Tyree Kill and then right into the hands of Vaughn Bell well, for the interception. How about the fact that it was a combat catch, two guys on one? I wasn't even looking at Hill because I was looking at the ref right ref, behind him. Jacob, yes. I didn't even know the ball was intercepted. Yes. My wife. Because is- I was too busy looking at the ref to see if he was going to throw the flag. And then he threw the hat, and I'm like, Wait, what? I'll take you into the Offerman family room play-by-play. I'm sitting on the chair watching the game, and they go up and make the play. Eyes go immediately to the ref. I point at the TV. I go, don't you dare. Because that was perfect defense. And my wife is on the couch, and she's like, they have the ball. And I'm like, what? And I see Von Bell (laughs) running up the middle of the field, and he finally goes down. And I'm like, how did that happen? And she was like, it just got hit right into his hands, and he picked it off. And I saw it on the replay. And I was like, same thing you did. I didn't even see that because I I went right to the ref because I was like, that bastard is gonna be like, whoopsie, fifteen yards, <laughs> because it was the, it was. I think it, you could. You talked about putting Ben's pass to Antonio in the Louvre in an earlier episode. Put that defensive back play right next sure. to the Louvre. Perfect timing on Tyreek Hill. I mean, I saw him throw. What is it? You throw your the hat. bag. It was the bean the bag, bag for the right, turnover. Right. For, and I'm like, wait, why is he doing that? And then 
as he's doing that, or as the bag comes to the ground, you see the Bengals defender running with the ball in front of him. I'm like, where did he get the ball? I just worry about bang bang plays like that at full speed oh, yeah. that look bad but aren't being called for flags and you can, all the time. And, and, and in the moment, the ref can get flag heb- happy or flag eager and throw it. Perfect timing plays are always a little sketchy because it just looks it looks like it's a penalty. But and especially when it's going like say that went to Miko Hardman instead of Tyreek. Yeah. Like Miko Hardman's gonna be like, you can't make that catch. Someone like Tyreek, you expect to make the effort, make the catch. So maybe the ref is saying, Well, if Tyreek didn't come down with the ball, there's gotta be a reason because of it. Them tricking away those three points though, at least the end of the first half, that's a mistake that the Chiefs usually don't make. But, again, I cannot fault them because you're playing the perfect game on offense and defense. I think you go—there was five seconds started. I think you go for the end zone. It takes—you're so close, you you, you get— You do a quick pass to the end zone. If it's incomplete, two seconds, one second's on the clock still. If you catch it, you're in the end zone and you score. But I think that you do go for it. I don't think you kick the field goal with five seconds. I think you take another shot. No, I agree. But when that falls short, then you kick the field goal and you just take it 24-3 to in a But half then time. again, the play call. Good on the Bengals for sticking with Hill, but then also how do you not if – if you've gotten to the point of being in the AFC Championship game and you see Hill fly out to the side pre-snap – you need to sniff it out. You're good enough to sniff it out. Like they, And they did. They did. And Eli Apple had a phenomenal tackle. And that was the momentum that the Bengals needed. The Perrine, when Perrine scored the touchdown to make it um, 21 to 10 before at halftime, mm-hmm. I was like, they're going to score again. And then sure I enough, they were score again. And then sure enough, they're in field goal range like that. So I was like, okay, well, there's at least but three. We, but we all thought the same thing after, after that touchdown, which came – which made it twenty-one to ten with a minute five. That was a problem. Was that there's a minute five? He just did it's way it. too much time. He just and they had did what it. two timeouts still, I think. And then he, and then what was great too was the fact that the Bengals did what the Bills did not. They squid that kick to take off an extra five seven seconds. Did you notice that? Yes, I did. A little fu to the Buffalo. Yeah, Bills. a little. We're gonna. Yeah, I mean, S- still didn't work technically because they no, just drove they still, right down the field. And they blew it on their own end, and then you turn around in the second half, and the Bengals make those adjustments, and the Chiefs can't do anything offensively. And then all of a sudden, I think it was huge when Burrow started to find Chase. Uh, I think that that was a big moment in this game where that kind of flipped offensively for the Bengals to start getting uh, momentum. I know T. Higgins was the leading receiver, and he had an amazing catch on that slant route. Oh, my God. Perfect pass. It was funny to see the juxtaposition of, that same route being run for the Chiefs and Mahomes throwing it behind his receiver, I think it was Hardman, and Apple dropping the pick six. Fast forward to the Bengals, Burrow, right where Higgins can only catch it. Takes a good extension and catch from Higgins, mm-hmm. but big first down from him. But you know, Chase only had six catches for 54 yards, and a lot of that came, I think four of those catches came in the second half, and that touchdown pass to him. He's just too good to guard one-on-one in the end zone like that. I think nine times out of ten, he's going to catch the ball. When you're the Bengals and you're down 21-13 to 13 and you, you've been chipping away at a lead, but you know at some point you have to get back into the end zone, and then you do it, and you and I were talking off-air about this, the, the physical movements of Jamar Chase and his effort of making the touchdown, just going up with the two hands and then just kind of keeping his hands up there as the defender is still trying to get him down or push him out of the bounds. She's like, bro, you can't you can't guard me. 
not, He's too not, good. Not, not, when, not when the game is on the line and I got to make a play and my boy Joe throwing me the ball. You're not going to stop it's me. too either. good. And then we all thought the same thing, too, though. You ha- I mean, even though there was an entire quarter left to be played, they, they scored that touchdown, I think, in like the first two minutes of the fourth quarter. You still have to go for two right then and there. Joe Burrow extended. Right, do you agree? Yeah, 100%. Because I was I was with some friends watching him at my friend's apartment, and, and one or two people said— Kick the field goal, or like, kick the you, extra point, just, do you be just down kick, by one. Yeah. No, you go for it. Because you have time. got to go for you, it. I agree. You had to go There's for so it. There's so much time left on the clock. If you miss it, it's really not that big of a deal. So you go for two there, and it worked. And it was a right. great What's play the call, too. What's, oh, my God, Motion out the punt return white boy that never gets any time, and he's wide open. You know open. what I said? His name was Taylor. I said— did they just pull a longest yard and bring the coach out on the field for like a, a, <laughs> that a Zach Taylor for a two point conversion play? Right? Motion him out, have a little wide open little flare route to the corner. That's what I thought they did. Perfect play call, and they get the two point conversion. Joe Burrow's mobility helped win that game. So for the Bengals. I forget at what point it came that scramble he had, where he got the. Mm-hmm. I think it was Chris Jones went right over top of him. He shook that off. And then I think someone, I think it was Chris Jones again, was Came chasing up. him from behind, and he high-stepped away when he Yes, drove. yes. And then he ran for the five yes. yards and reached the ball for the first down. And then a couple of plays later, another third down and eight, he just takes off right up the middle and slides for a nice first down. He's not fast. He's not Mahomes fast. But he's but so he good. he can move, and he's got that sixth sense of yes, where to move yes. to. That's what makes him so great. And his, his accuracy is... one thing. I think we, he might be the most accurate quarterback in football right now. One thing we need to With discuss... With Breeze retiring, he might take that mantle. One thing we need to discuss, we just talked about Joe Burrow escaping the pocket. How in the hell, after last week, did the Tennessee Titans have nine sacks on the Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs could only get one? Absolutely terrible. Well, they probably had about four or five that he got out of. He just of. got out but, of. You know, the Chiefs were a terrible pass rushing team all year long, and the Titans were towards the top. Still, I think they took Ben like down three times, four times. And the Steelers' offensive line is just as poor as the Bengals' offensive line is, if not maybe a little bit better, honestly, if you're the Steelers. But yeah, that's a big, big problem for the Chiefs. You got to take advantage. I don't care how bad you are, they are worse. Melvin Ingram was the only one that got a sack. I believe so. And he got held on the play, too. And then the next play, he came up with that that pass batted down. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was a nice two plays, Melvin. Enjoy the couch. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the view of the Super Bowl where I had the same exact view of the Super Bowl. But Joe Burrow, man, he's really is earning that Joe Cool 2.0 kind of moniker there because he is just a phenomenal player when the chips are down and the pressure's on. He's heartbeat is as steady and as calm as can be. He did make one mistake in this game, though, after the— Chiefs oh, went goodness. three and out and punted the ball back after the Bengals tied it. The Bengals had a chance to take the lead. Very next play. Kind of under, the ball to Chase, kinda right? threw him a little bit. Chase was being held a little bit, too, as he came out of his route. But that was a forced pass from Burrow that yeah. got picked off. It was a good interception by the defense. And I think you throw but it a little bit behind to, Chase. But this is why you have to give the Bengals defense so much credit in this game. Because then they stopped They forced the three and out the very yeah. next time, punt the ball right back to the Bengals. That is so big to do against the Chiefs is to play with fire like that. And the nervous thing that I was thinking, or the thing that made me nervous was, okay, the Chiefs have done nothing. The Chiefs have put up three points in the second half of <laughs> overtime. The Bengals got the interception and then threw the ball right back. Okay, the Chiefs are going to go down in like three plays, 75 yards. Money in the bank, score a touchdown or score a field goal, that's going to be it. I was so... Because as, as great as it is to see the Chiefs stall like they did in the second half... The dangerous thing about them is it doesn't matter how long they've been stalling for, in one drive, they can go down the field in two or three plays and get a touchdown. 
I saw a stat that if Joe Burrow wins the Super Bowl, he will become just the third quarterback to win a national title and a Super Bowl. Do you know who the other two are? They're both named Joe. They're all named Joe. It's Joe Namath, Joe Montana. Potentially Joe Potentially Burrow. Joe Burrow. It's freaking nuts. What's up with the name Joe and the quarterback position? You got to be Joe Cool. You just win when you're you gotta Joe. You got to be Joe Cool. You play quarterback. Joe Flacco. Oh, my God. All these Joes do is well, win. What the what, hell? What did Joe Flacco accomplish in Delaware? Delaware. Delaware. The Blue Hens. I'm just saying, for whatever reason, any Joe, Joe that comes to mind that plays NFL quarterback wins a freaking Super Bowl on top of it. And a Super Bowl MVP to boot. Oh, my God. This and, is and has a great playoff run on your way. If you want to have a kid in the NFL play quarterback one day, just name, him, name Joe. him Joe. and your Step odds, one, your odds name go him up Joe. astronomically, apparently. Uh, let's move on to the next game because... That one I don't think was as exciting as Bengals ran. No, it Bengals, but it was closer. Um, Chiefs, but it was the close entire the whole game. time. Yeah, the whole game was close. And something about Kyle Shanahan and these late collapses, man, in the playoff games. Can't do it. Let's see here. I have. So he this did it. So he did it. He did it against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Twenty sixteen versus the Patriots in the Super Bowl. He was up twenty eight to three as the OC of the Falcons. Okay. Well, nineteen to zero. Kyle Shanahan. I don't know if that's. Only on Kyle Shanahan. The whole His team, offense was outscored 19 to okay, nothing. But put the up whole, points. The whole team could say someone it doesn't have to be Kyle Shanahan. Just run the ball. How about put Dan a, Quinn, run the ball. Matt Ryan, run the ball. Who's in charge of running the ball? I get it, but there's I get it. I get it. I get it. He's he's a big part of it. He's a big part of it. 2019 versus the Chiefs. He was outscored 21 to nothing in that Super Bowl that they had a 20 to 10 mm-hmm. lead in. 2021 against the Rams, he was outscored 13 to 0. In those three games, that's 53 to nothing that he was outscored. In the fourth quarter of his last three playoff losses as a head coach or an offensive coordinator. And overtime because the Patriots. And overtime with the Patriots adding on the James White touchdown, of course, to to walk off on the Atlanta Falcons. But Don't love that one. Kyle Shanahan's a genius, but maybe not so much so when it comes to the fourth quarter and having to score literally just three more points. And you probably end up winning all three of those mm-hmm. games instead of losing them. But for some reason, things get real tight for Shanahan and that <laughs> Niners offense. But... To be fair to Shanahan, it was a tight I think game things overall. get a little tight because of who's throwing the football for him. Yeah. I Do we want to start with that interception that he threw at the end of the game? Or do you want to throw start with the pass he threw to Ayuk right before the interception where he mm-hmm. just literally skipped it at his foot? I think Ayuk would have run for 20 yards if he would have caught that screen. It's a screen. Like, it's not even like they're asking Jimmy G to rip it down the field at that point. Right. Yet. They're throwing screens. They're still trying to use their talent to get down the field. Reminded me a lot of the touchdown, or, wow, not touchdown, or Mason threw to uh, Samuels in the end zone against Detroit. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like, you're wide open. It's it's an easy pass, and you just throw McLeod, it to the ground. To McLeod. McLeod, right, right, right. Yeah. Throw it to the ground. Just skip it right to him. What are you doing? But, yeah, and then the interception. Well, big Aaron Donald had a lot to say about that. But, yeah. again, stop thro- what is with these quarterbacks just throwing the ball exactly. up for grabs? Exactly. Like, I alluded, I alluded to sack. it when we were talking about the Ben episode. Escaping Suggs. How many times did Joe Burrow take the sack against the Titans? Every single one. <laughs> Every single time. And guess what? He won the football game because he didn't throw up a lollipop and just pray that it landed incomplete. And there was another point in the game where, where Garoppolo did that same thing and it, it landed incomplete and he got lucky. I don't remember that one. But, but like, sure I... for God's sakes, man, like, just eat it. I know that you're kind of panicking, but that's just the thing. You can't have a quarterback that's going to panic like Which that. Which was the worst throw? That one? 
or the one that Stafford did earlier this year where he's being swirled around and he just chucks it up. Probably the Stafford one. The Stafford one was so, so bad. bad. I mean, that one led to a touchdown. Then they take it and walk it right into the end zone. I think I don't know who they played, but the Cardinals. Yeah. I think it was. Oh really? But oh no, Murray did it against the Rams. Murray did it against That's the Rams. That's what I'm thinking about. In the playoffs. In the playoff game, yeah. Which but might Stafford, have been worse. That might have been worse than all of them. No, I think Stafford. Stafford's was, worse. was the worst. Yeah. Stafford takes the cake. But this was of greatest consequence because Stafford's came in the regular season. Kyler's came in the postseason, but the game was over at that point. There was no chance of a comeback effort. By Arizona. If you took the quarterback out of the equation, is San Francisco the best team in the NFL? Oh, that's tough. When healthy, I think they are. That's tough. It's important to remember in this game that Trent Williams literally didn't have an ankle, mm-hmm. and he still fought through that entire for the entire game. George Kittle has just been completely banged up for the remainder of the season, I think, since I think all year long. Debo got banged up in the, at one point, too. Debo also got... Garoppolo did him no favors. No, that one pla- that one pass, that, he got lit You up. can't leave your receiver in that spot no. like that. And got destroyed. That's Some, coming and then came the back the next play. That's coming off the heels of Debo tweeting the, that very morning about how great Garoppolo is. And well, I didn't know that. Where it's, I, I don't know what the other combined, like, I think I'm somewhat accurate here, where it said, Jimmy G, since getting the starting job in San Francisco versus the other guys who have started games for them, Jimmy G, 35 and 15. The other guys, something like 8 and 28, something like that, or 8 and 20. So Jimmy G can win, but it's not that he they're winning because of him. Yeah, 100%. If you, if he, you can't, throw, he can't win because of them. Put Matt Stafford on that, on that team instead of L.A. Well, here's the thing that really would grind my gears. Early in that game, he had Kittle... Dead mm-hmm. to rights, middle of the field. Probably on that probably, third down. Probably a right, touchdown. wasn't that that third down? It, yeah. it was like their first offensive possession. The linebacker just stayed uh, like he was cemented into the ground. He was. Kittle it was blew so. By him. It, he, it was. It wasn't going to go into the end zone, but that's a thirty-five. I think he might have gone to the end zone. You think he could run there past the safety, guys in the secondary? The angle he was going to catch it at, it would have been tough for the. He could have gone him. to the sideline. He's also maybe? Kittle, so yeah. he could have just shoved that safety exactly. right off of him. And that one play he had against New Orleans like two years ago, yeah, where he like, shoved down five guys. One on one open field safety versus Kittle. I'm taking Kittle all the time in that mm-hmm. matchup. But the thing too about it was Stafford did the exact same thing on the Rams' first drive, just the sequence before. They both missed guys wide open. Stafford didn't play Early amazing, on. but he just has like eight. To ten throws a game, where you're like, yeah, he's elite. Like that is just beautiful pass. And Cup, and, Cup. Cup and Beckham are the best one-two punch left in the playoffs mm-hmm. for sure. And even before, maybe the best one-two punch in football. That's because what I was Beckham's say. in old form now. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. had 100 plus yards in this game, and Cup had 140 yards in this game plus two, is, two touchdowns. Cup's Cup the is, best receiver in football right yeah, now by far. And Beckham only honest, re- only receiver to ever go over 2,000 yards in a season, including the postseason. And honestly. The way he's playing and rounding into form again, Beckham's probably a top 10 receiver in the NFL as of right now. He's still got everything. All, all the tools are still there for him. I want to see a full season with the Rams. Give me a full season. You think season. he'll resign with the Rams? Well, give me a full Okay, give me a full season not a Cleveland. I think the Rams should resign him, Absolutely. And I think he should stay there. Do I think, think it's you perfect. Like, you think you get rid of Robert Woods, though, because Ooh. of that? If you don't have to, no, because, I mean, those three are just— Because Van Jefferson's good enough. And, and then you have gonna, Tyler Higby. And you a, have to just—if I'm a GM, I have to go in and say, one of these three are going to get hurt between Woods, Beckham, and Cup, just based on its football for at least a couple mm-hmm. games. So why not stock the receiving quarter? I just up? think it's so ironic how— They might not Cup, be able to afford Beckham. Cup, Cup turned it on right when Robert Woods turned it on last year, and then Cup just became the best receiver in football. 
And really good on them for bringing Beckham in. Yeah. And also the Browns. Let's just let's just marinate on this for a second. Mm, feels so good. They let Odell Beckham Jr. go for free, for free, because they wanted to appease their very mediocre to below average quarterback. Now Odell Beckham Jr. went and dropped 100-plus yards in an NFC Championship game and is now playing for a Super Bowl. Is the Super Bowl favorite? Who now. is he playing against? The team across the state from you, mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals, all the talk, 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 talk about how great you were and Baker, no, the number it's, one it's, overall I'm pick. I'm glad. And... The, bang- the Browns are three-time defending off-season champions. The Bengals are champions. everything that the national media tried to make the Browns out to be. Yeah. And it's not like it's, oh, we wanted the Browns to be this and it ended up being the Raiders are this young team. Like It's not even a team across the country. It's a it's team your like two state. hours away from you. In state. You hop on a bus when you got to play them. They ridiculous, and they're the team that's rising up and making it to a Super Bowl. But it's still weird how the Browns swept the Bengals. It is still weird that that happened. Although Burrow didn't play in the last game, you're right. Burrow's gonna uh, he'll come out next year in the first game against the Browns, scorched earth, throw like 500 mm-hmm. yards, four touchdowns. Your early, 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 early thoughts on Bengals Rams? Uh, if if Chiefs Bengals wasn't David versus Goliath enough. I don't know how you can consider this to be anything different. Than I that. don't think it's David versus Goliath. No, I'm saying I think the Bengals no, 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 match no. up pretty well against. No, the no, no. Rams. What I'm trying to say is, except for they, the- they did it. They did the David versus Goliath. Uh, okay, so this is what is left now. Ex- like what you think? You think we can't beat you? We just beat the biggest Goliath in football over the last four years. Who do you think you are? Matt Stafford and Joe Burrow have the exact same starts in the Super Bowl combined. Stafford or Burrow winning a ring, I think, would make me very happy as a fan of sport in general. I know that's blasphemy on a Steelers standard podcast saying that a Bengals quarterback is good, but I think he's likable. I'm sorry. I don't hate either of these teams. Like I last, the Chiefs were the least, the last team I hated that were remaining, and the Niners would have made the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Like boring. last year, I hated Brady. I hated how good the Chiefs were. The year before that, I hated how good the Chiefs were, but I didn't hate them so much. Super much yet, yeah, but. Right after that, I hated them. And then every year before that, I hated the Patriots. Exactly. I don't hate either. I have nothing against these teams. You know, I, I you know, I wasn't a fan of Odell Beckham. He was he's a little boisterous for me, but good for him for getting the hell out of Cleveland and turning it around turning it around. Love Matt Stafford. We all love Sean McVay. I like Odell. I think this is a great story for Odell too. i to me it's all about Stafford. That's a Big part for the Rams side of it, and what a if they win, it'll go down as one of the best trades in NFL history. Trading golf for it'll be the best redemption of a career too. And I mean, talk about a quick return on investment. The first year you trade for him, exactly. That is already a pretty good return. That's in the Super Bowl. So it's so. Well, okay, so it's there's three that come to mind. It's Stafford, it's Brady, and Manning. Brady, if Stafford does it, Brady and Stafford would be the first the guys to do it in their first year with a new team. New team. Brady or Manning took what two years two to do years. it? Well, he lost the first time. He uh, he, he still got Denver. there the first yeah, time, but he lost. But he got there eventually a second time and won. One quick note before we wrap up that worries me early on in the Super Bowl is I am worried we're going to see a Tampa Bay versus Kansas City fiasco again last year, where the defensive line is just going to dominate Destroy all game Cincinnati. long, and Cincinnati is not going to know what to do with it. Similar to how the Buccaneers just dominated the Chiefs up front all game in that Super well, Bowl. Well, so here's my thing: is the fact that. 
But it, here's did, what, it didn't happen against Kansas City. And I know they don't have Aaron Donald. They don't have they don't have Von Miller. Yeah, it's completely different. It's different, but Leonard Floyd. They don't have it. They don't. It's have still any you of beat it. that team. I mean, people were saying the Bengals got lucky. The Bengals had the easiest path out of all four teams to make it to the conference championship. Week. They beat the Raiders and Titans. Good for you. Good for you. That Nothing might be easy, impressive. but ridiculous. That they have an easy path when you have to go to Arrowhead and win. You go to you go to Arrowhead yeah. and you win. Yeah, you, you can't sweep say the Chiefs. Yeah, you can't say you had an easy You path. sweep the Chiefs. Yeah, that's insanity. Like, that's... Not only do you sweep the Chiefs, you did it coming from behind both times. Coming from massive deficits behind. Multiple 18 touchdowns. points one time in the championship game. 14 points three different times in Week 17. And I think that the Bengals having to stick with that receiving core and cover all second half against the Chiefs, it's a good warm-up for Cup and mm-hmm. Beckham. I will say this, though. No elite wide receiver seems to get more wide open than Cooper Cup does, though. So we're we're going to see how they handle Cup in this fun. game. It's going to be a big-time matchup. We'll talk a lot more about that Super Bowl matchup in the weeks to come, and we'll keep talking, of course, about Big Ben and your Pittsburgh Steelers in the episodes we drop later this week. But that'll do it for today's recap of Championship Weekend and today's crop of episodes of the Steelers Standard. If you missed our other two, check them out on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Jacob Brecht, I'm Tom Offerman. We'll talk to you later this week.